everybody, it's your girl Angie Clay, and I am back with another segment. Um, this is Liberate and Lather, and you are taking a journey with me and my friends uh, to self-care while you are creating a creative business. So today I have with me Lisa Denson. She is here to talk about her lovely business, um, Eco Creations, and she's going to tell us about the really cool spelling of it too, so you don't get online and start typing it in. <laughs> And so we're really excited to talk to her today. We're going to talk about building a business, implementing self-care, and how to uh, not have a fixed mindset when it comes to other businesses that are doing the exact same thing. And we're going to get more into that. Lisa and I both have very similar businesses, but drastically different. And we're going to talk a little bit about how we are able to maintain a friendship, a business, uh, relationship without feeling competitive with one another and so we're going to talk about that today so hi lisa how are you doing hello how are you thank you for having me oh yes ma'am of course i am so glad that you're here so when we get started with our interviews we really start off like a, a little journaling prompt because that's one of the things with self-care that i just preach about all the time is using journaling as a modality for self-care and so today's prompt is head held high. So what is, when you hear that phrase, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? So head held high, to me, that means like, regardless of what's going on around you, no matter what your circumstances are, you still keep your head up high and know that you're putting your best foot forward. And as long as you're doing that, everything else will fall into place. Like, I love that head held high. That, that, that's like a mantra that we should incorporate in our everyday. Mm -hmm. Well, very good. You see, look at that. Do you have a journal? I do have a journal. It's got a lot of blank pages in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as consistent as I would like to be. Uh -huh. um, I've done it for probably like 45 days straight. Mm -hmm. And then it's like once I reach the end of a challenge or something like it's like life happens and throws me off and then it's like oh I'll get back to it tomorrow and then it's a couple of tomorrows before mm -hmm. I pick it back up mm -hmm. so I am going to get better with that okay we'll have to give you some of our journaling prompts see look at that you already <laughs> you already two steps ahead of the game awesome well so let's go ahead and get started so tell us a little bit about your business and like how did you get it started tell us the inside scoop Okay, so Eco Creation started with me and my daughter. It literally started as a hobby. She was about eight years old and she was super creative. She was being homeschooled and she wanted to learn how to make jewelry. And so we took some jewelry classes and then she, um, we already had a nonprofit at the time called Teen Green. So we were super eco friendly just as a family in general. So I wanted to like mesh the two together. So we started with like denim and like repurposing denim, we would get old jeans and cut them up and she would turn them into like um, scrapbook covers and make earrings out of them. And then she took the formal classes. Um, she learned how to bead and we learned how to do um, stitching. That was the very first thing that she learned. And it just began to be a way that we bonded as mother and daughter. And family and friends started to see the things that we were creating. And they were like, hey, you know, like, 
can you sell this to me? Can you make this for me? And so it was like the entrepreneur that was deep inside of me was like, hey, why don't we turn this into a business? And that's kind of how Eco Creations was formed. Okay, nice. So tell us a little bit about Eco Creations. Like, what do you sell? Okay, so we create handmade jewelry. Um, we also do organic bath and body products, and we do custom gifts, like wood wood based gifts that are engraved. Um, we don't do a lot of acrylic, but we have done some acrylic. Um, but it's mostly wood, recycled metal, repurposed leather. Um, we we partner with garment and um, upholstery factories and we get their remnants from the leather and so that allows us to create really unique pieces of jewelry um, because it's limited because we only have like what they what they sell us or what we, we buy it by the pound so instead of going to like the leather hide store and buying these big old brand new hides we get the scraps that the upholstery and the garment factories have left over and turn them into wearable art um, I'm also a metalsmith and I use recycled metals. I only um, work with suppliers that recycle their metals and they, they like get the metal from the um, plumbers or wherever like the, the bigger pieces are being used like trays or like for silver, like the trays and all of that. They get that metal and they mill it down and they turn it into wire and sheet that we can use for jewelry. And it's funny because it's a little more pricey to purchase those supplies, which is crazy to me, right? Because it's already been out there, but it's because they have to go through that process to change it from what it was to what it is so that we can still use it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it seems like, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you know a lot of those things are, you have to learn it as a craft to get something, mm -hmm. recycle it, break it back down to make it usable again. And mm -hmm. so naturally the cost would be a little bit higher, but based on your business mantra, if a lot of people did that, then the price would go down because more people, like if more people were more eco-friendly, right? And say, oh, you know, we should recycle and do those types of things that more people would learn the craft. So right. it would be like second nature. Like it would just be like a way of life and it wouldn't be this small segment of people that are trying to make a difference and the impact would be larger too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm just learning something new today. I've known <laughs> for a minute here. And I'm like, wow. I mean, just my mind's like, wow, that, that makes sense. So amazing. So tell me, how did you have to pivot, like, during um, the whole, like, I mean, I know COVID is still here. But, I mean, like, mm -hmm. the initial, like, kind of, like, explosion of it. How did you have to pivot with your business? Absolutely. Like, for us, most of our business was with other businesses. We would create private label and wholesale products for other small businesses. Um, and so when COVID happened, those other businesses were brick and mortar. So they shut down. So then I started to realize what part of my business I had been neglecting, which was the retail side. And it was like, okay, let us pivot and shift to retail and nurture them. And what that what that was a lesson for me. Because what it taught me was I have to like really nurture both sides of my business model in times like this. So that because if that had happened and I had already done that when COVID, when the pandemic took place and the shutdown happened, there wasn't there wouldn't have been like a gap in our revenue. Whereas I had to build it back up. But it's been great. Like we've made more connections. Um, 
and it's like the retail side is is doing really well now and now the brick and mortar stores are opening back up so those wholesale and private label orders are coming in too so it's made us more of a sustainable business like no matter what happens we can still stand fast mm -hmm. head held high right <laughs> <laughs> well that's really great it's really awesome to hear a lot of these success stories and people taking the time to pivot instead of laying down and saying what was me you know right and so that has been a saving factor in your business because mm -hmm. there are some people that decided to swallow and you know it's like that was a detriment of their business it wasn't so much of the pandemic but it was their mindset and because of their mindset their business flopped or it dropped like almost to nothing and they had to build it all the way back up now that the world is starting to open back up a little it's still a little scary for me like i've yet to sit down in a restaurant and have dinner mm -hmm. <laughs> right yeah totally totally <laughs> I get that me either. I'm like, <laughs> um, so that, that was great. Cause the next question I have with you is like, you know, I want to talk about mindset. And so I talk about wellness keys and two of the keys of uh, wellness that leads to a really well-rounded uh, self-care is occupational and emotional. And occupational that is like really loving your job and loving what you're doing. And so I can hear that in your story you start something with your daughter and you've built it, changed it up. Like it's like clay. It's just keep moving and squishing the parts together until you turn into something beautiful. And then emotional today, I really want to talk about emotional because that emotional piece in business. And, you know, when we think about emotion, we think about, Oh, talking about feelings or woo woo, but really emotional also talks about emotional intelligence. And you really need that within mindset because we can have the fixed mindset where it's like always thinking in lack or the growth mindset of believing like, you know, there's just more for, there's room for everybody. Mm -hmm. So how do you implement mindset, like having a good mindset in your business? Okay. Well, I do say, I will say this, like I start every single day with meditation. Like, and I can tell, like, if I've missed it, I'm off. Like, I can tell, <laughs> like, right away. But it's really about setting those affirmations and implementing them into my core values of my business. Like, it has to become a part of me. Like, it can't just be something that I do every once in a while. Like, it's something that I have to actually live. And there are moments, like, where we get discouraged and we get frustrated but we have to remind ourselves like i'm not doing all of this hard work for nothing you know and remind ourselves that no matter what happens we are enough to make those things like come to fruition and i think that that's been the biggest thing um because there are like you can have head trash that will abort your mission before it even gets started like if you don't have the right headspace like there's, there's no way you'll never get out of the starting block. Like, so in order to be successful, you have to constantly remind yourself, yes, there are going to be challenges. Yes, I am going to have obstacles, but I have enough inside of me to get over them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest piece of it. Very good. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all more similar and connected than we realize. And when growing a business, the reason why I really wanted to talk to you, because I had an incident with my business where one business I was assisting um, for 
private, well, wholesale felt like we were competition. And so I was so eager with helping this. I was so excited. I had all these dreams of like, oh, this is how I could really help this business grow, blah, blah, blah. But all of a sudden it became like, oh, we're competitors. And so that made me really think about, this is a great topic because I was like, Lisa and I, we have, we talk all the time about our businesses. We exchange ideas and we go off and we do something totally different. If you put our business side by side, it is, we're about freedom and like taking a journey within, but at the same time, like we're drastically different. Her business, right. every time you buy something, they plant a tree, you know? Right. So like, you know, our business is like totally different. Her story, as you can hear from the beginning of how she started her business is totally different. How she comes up with her creative ideas are totally different than mine, even though we're vibing in the same uh, circle. Mm -hmm. So um, I was gonna say like the ideas, we all have them. Like we all have the right. ideas, but the right. consistency and execution is what going to be the little engine that could, it gets up the hill and it's going to be the tortoise that passed the hair. What do you think right. about that? Absolutely. Because, and there will be people that pop up and try to like completely knock off your business model. And that happens. And it used to frustrate me like to no end. Um, but it would be like people that, were like once removed from my circle, but they're close enough to where they can study my every move. And then it's like now, oh, we're ego conscious. Like, <laughs> really? Like, okay. <laughs> and that would like really upset me, but it's like, there will always be one foot behind because I'm the innovator. I'm the creator. I'm the one that's coming up with the ideas and implementing them. And the people that don't have the passion they're, they're fade out fast. And so with that, I guess like, it's easy for you and I, because we both have two different passions. Like you thrive off of self-care self and journaling. And yes, self-care is a part of our business model, but like the journaling is like the thing that ties you together. And I think that's like your USP. Like that's what sets you apart from everybody else. It's like, let me show you how you can not only do self-care, but dig in deep inside of you and get those things out. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is like really your gift and that's what sets you apart from everybody else, you know? And like with me, I think it's the environment, like the passion that I have for the environment. Like I really get irritated when I see like construction sites and they're just cutting down trees and it's like a whole empty lot across the street. Mm -hmm. I used to have a Twitter called I Spy, right? <laughs> <laughs> I Spy with my little eye. <laughs> and just like exposing these big companies and like there's a whole empty lot across the street they could have used for the same purpose and it became obsessive so I had to like really back in but like that is the thing that drives me like I just really want more people to care about the environment and I think that this, the separation between us all is what drives us what's your passion like that's what separates everyone. And that whole crabs in a barrel, like mentality, like we have to get over that, you know? Um, that whoever that business was that felt like you were becoming their competition instead of looking at you like a partner, which is what the way that you wanted that relationship to go, that's something that she or he has to overcome, you know? Like, and, and I think that's the easiest way to, to break that down. Yes, because I was thinking, you know, we're happy when we peer into our own passions 
And, you know, wonderful things start to happen. You start to execute all these things. And when you execute your goals, it leads to like your dreams coming true. So then you have to ask yourself before you go and knock someone else's business, why would you want to destroy someone else's dreams? Mm-hmm. So it's right. like, you're trying to do your dream and live it like, yay. Right. Don't turn around and tell somebody else, well, your competition to me. Because if Walmart felt like that with against all these other giant with Target, I mean, I mean, Walmart mm-hmm. and Amazon, I mean, like those, those guys are like, I mean, like, everybody has their own purpose. Like, everybody has their own niche. It's so many people in the world. Even if we just narrow it down to the United States, there's so many people in this country that, like, there's no way we can reach them all. Like, no matter how awesome our business is and how much we want it to grow, there's no way that one business can reach them all. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just understanding that there's enough for everybody, you know? Mm-hmm. And that was what I really appreciated when I went to Ghana. It was like, everybody was an entrepreneur. Everybody had their mm-hmm. slice of a business and it was thriving. You know, the wow. giant box stores are like, one time we were traveling and I think we went to like, it was California, like LA or somewhere, Southern California. And I was like, I just stopped for a second. I was like, we were on vacation going to the same box stores that we <laughs> went to in Washington, just in a different right. town. Like, and I was just like, mm-hmm. This is like, at that point, it was like, it was no longer fun. Because I was like, what? Yeah, because it's like, I want to get off the beaten path. Like, everywhere I go, I'll try to find something that's different. I look for breweries in every city that I visit. And (laughs) there are so many. Like, that's my thing. Like, craft beer is my thing. And so I dig in and I find them wherever I am. And it's like, sometimes it's off the beaten path. And it'll lead me to like a... Most of them are in like artistic districts. And so I like the little eclectic mom and pop shops where you feel like the what drives them. You know, like you know that this isn't just something they put up because they thought it would be profitable. Like they put blood, sweat, and tears into it. And you can feel that energy when you come into the place. Like that's what I look for. And I, I, I agree, like I would hate to go to a Walmart in another city, like especially on vacation. Like yeah. let's 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 do something else. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, other little small businesses. And I mean, I guess that's why I was attracted to reading like Little House on the Prairie and like bartering <laughs> and like, I just, like, I don't know what it is about that, but it just seems like it was just simple and everybody had a little share in something. You could feel useful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So when you were building your business, because a lot of times people make these choices because of fear and this individual that I had to deal with is probably really is fear. Mm-hmm. The problem was like research. So everyone research before you go and start to have a relationship with the business, like research. And on my end too, I didn't really do research. I was just delighted to help someone else in a small town along with me to build their business. I really didn't care. We're in the same town, but because my goals are way different than where I'm trying to pivot my business. So, but you know, if you have some fear, I would suggest studying different businesses. If you want to go work with Lisa Wholesale, like like interview her, like get on her website, see what she's about. So mm-hmm. I think fear came in when this individual didn't realize, not like I am like all that in a bag of chips, but I think she realized like how intricate and deeply rooted my business is in this yeah. town, right? Okay. So I think it was fear. So with you, was there like 
fear that that was presented to you or came up for you when you were building your business? Absolutely. Um, I think it was just like fear of the unknown um, because it's like I'm one of those people where it's like all or nothing, you know? So I went all in and it was like, uh oh, you know? So it's kind of like the horse before the car. And then I had to, as I gained more knowledge, it's like I had to go back and fix things. And I'm still fixing things. I think that's an ongoing process. But the fear of the unknown, because this is your livelihood, you know, and you still have to, like, I have kids, so I have to make sure that everything is taken care of. And so the fear of, like, what if this doesn't work? And I had to overcome that because that, that goes back to that mindset of lack, you know, like, of not having enough. And so once I overcame that, it was like, things started falling into place. It's crazy how much a shift in your mindset really changes the whole outcome of each and every day. Because if I wake up and I'm in a funk and I don't shake it off, it's like flatline, like no engagement. It's almost like, regardless of how happy the post is, it's like my energy is still on it, you know, and it doesn't go anywhere. Whereas if I check it if I check that mood when I feel it because that's part of it like identify hey I feel this coming on and I need to snap out of it and then doing whatever it is if it takes if it's a walk you know just getting some fresh air change the scenery take it a drive whatever it is do whatever I need to do to get out of it as soon as I identify it and not sit in it Mm -hmm. um and I think that has been the biggest shift for me and when my mind is right I can tell like everything happens the way that it needs to happen. And so I just have to make sure that I stay on top of that. Cause you're right. Like fear is, is like the killer of everything. Fear is the biggest thing that will stop us from doing anything. Like, and we, I had to overcome that because that, that was the, the, the one thing that I saw that was the biggest obstacle, especially when the pandemic happened, I was scared. Mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, what am I going to do? Like, we have to do this quickly, you know, because it was still, it was the beginning of the year, you know, first quarter is usually kind of slow anyway. And so this is the point where we're projecting this is going to be the biggest quarter, like, because everything is opening up, it's warmer outside, people are out more. And so this was going to be like March. That was like when we were preparing for April. Remember, like we were getting ready. (laughs) My big show in Tacoma the weekend that everything went, Everybody was right. Everybody was preparing markets and everything. And it was just like, no, you're not doing any of that. (laughs) Because this is the year I was going to do a couple of festivals and that didn't happen. I was like, okay, that's not meant for me. I'm going to wipe that whole thought from my mind. You know, like I'm not even going to entertain that thought anymore. So yeah, I think that that's a big, that was a big fear. Like what now? Yeah, totally. I remember that for me too. It was like, and one, I was actually waiting to go out of town for a show and I was getting ready to go pack up the car and all of a sudden it was like canceled. And then like one by one, all of my shows like were, Eh. so yeah, it was just like a moment of like, uh, oh, okay. That little website you tell people about the market, like, oh, you can go check it out, but you really know you ain't got a whole lot on it. Well, that's your best right now. 
Right. <laughs> and you need to pour everything into it because now this is like the point of contact for people to see who you are and what you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much. So as we wrap up, you know, a business really is like almost like you're giving birth to almost like a kid because <laughs> it's like you got to take care of it. You have to nurture it. If you're not mm-hmm. working in it, like it just like slims on down and just right <laughs> um, dies away. So I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and talk to us today. So as we close out, could you give us a few tips on how a person in us, I mean, all of us is always constant. So none of us are like ahead of each other, like with mindset, like with always something that we have to keep. If you have the best mindset today, if you don't keep adding things like positive in your mind or saying, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. I mean, you could just fall down, become the hair. You just sit around underneath the tree, take a little nap with your mindset, mm-hmm. and then here come the tortoise. Yeah. You're right. um, with this passion, you're like, wait, what happened? Like, Because you parked your mindset growth uh, for a little bit. So what are three tips you could give maybe someone that's maybe struggling with it or just that, I mean, all of us, business creative business absolutely one like always be authentic i think that's the first one like be who you are like whoever you are connect let that be a part of whatever you're trying to build and you won't ever like feel like you have to put on a different face you can always be yourself like if you start out trying to be someone else that's going to be a hard act to continue you know and it's like now then you when you try to get more comfortable it's like well who is this you know when and when you should just be authentic from the beginning like don't try to be someone that you're not um i think that's the first thing the second one with mindset you have to do it the same way you do exercise like it has to become a habit it has it's something that it's not something that you just do every once in a while you have to like literally exercise it every single day and know when it's going left. Like when you feel yourself shift or you feel those negative thoughts or limiting beliefs coming in, you have to identify them and bring it back into center. Um, I think that's the second one. Um, The third one would be follow your passion. Like whatever you're passionate about, like I know I've I've met so many people that wanna be an entrepreneur. And they're not quite sure where to start because they like doing a lot of things. And my first question to them is always, what are you passionate about? Like, what drives you? What is something that you would do whether you made money from it or not? And then build that. Because entrepreneur is not, like being an entrepreneur is not a quick, quick fix. And a lot of people look at us like, wow, you have your own business. They have no idea like what goes into keeping this thing alive. It's definitely not for the faint at heart. And if you don't have any passion for whatever it is that you're trying to build, it's going to end quick and you'll be on to the next. And that's why you see so many serial entrepreneurs because they haven't found their passion yet. So I think that if we follow our passions from the beginning, that you'll see more longevity in, 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 in businesses. I just think that, that that's like, I think those three would be the three. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And what do you do for your self-care? Myself. Okay. So self-care for me is Sundays. Self-care Sunday is like a holiday in my house every week. 
of the year. And even if there's like something that I'm doing with the kids, from whatever time I wake up until noon, they're not allowed to bother me. Like that's mommy's time. And whether I'm reading a book or I go to the trail or I take a long bath, um, those are all things like, I'm a photographer too. So I love nature and I'll go out with my camera and I'll take pictures. Some of them never get edited because that's not fun for me. The fun part is taking the pictures, you know? And so it's just like being out and capturing those moments and having them, when I do decide to edit them, they're there. Um, I think that those are the main ways that I, I do self-care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. See, look, I'm already an entrepreneur. I'm like, look, there it is. You can be a professional editor <laughs> like, for your, like for photographers who hate doing that part because we all have our own gifts, even within Absolutely. our own thing that we're doing, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. I hate editing pictures. And I think that's part of like the thing that stopped me from doing it as a profession because it started out as a hobby. And you know how it is. Like you start a hobby and then people see you doing it well. And it's like, hey, can you do this for me? And before I knew it, I was like shooting graduation parties. I didn't even have a business card. Like, <laughs> and then I was on this uh, platform where people could like book me. And it was just like, I'm done with this. I just want to take pictures for fun. I don't need another hustle, you know? <laughs> like, I think we all need a hobby. Like that, that, that's so important. Like you just need a hobby that you do to decompress. Don't feel like everything has to be turned into something monetary right yes yes that is great for us to end on so regardless of how many people are in your industry there's always space there's always something that you can always carve out if you need to to make yourself unique and position yourself in a way that stands out for someone else hey you might be here this today and say you know what i am so good at editing photos you know what i didn't even think of that genius right you know <laughs> Uh, you started this wonderful business, right? So, and call me because I have a whole bunch of them. Oh, there you go. You got your first client right there. So, Lisa, tell us how people can get in touch with you or if that person's ready to start their business. Absolutely. So, for Eco Creations, um, so it's in the process of changing to just Eco. Um, right now, we are at Eco Creations on all social media platforms, and the website is Shop Eco Now dot com um but yeah we're dropping creations because like i said that started when she was seven or eight and so i realized that it's really hard to market um so it's just going to be eco and it still has the same message we're still rooted in the trees and the environment and we're a lifestyle brand you know and so um yeah so i'm lisa denson on um facebook and linkedin um and i think that's it and then it is eco with the K, correct? Okay, it's eco with the K, correct? Yes. Okay. E mm -hmm. Okay, great. Just, just in case you go and start putting ECO, because Lisa is still, oh, yeah. she threw a K up there. Right. <laughs> See, unique selling proposition. Okay. <laughs> so thank you all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. If anything with this 
uh, interview today resonated with you, please reach out and let us know. Lisa would love to hear from you. I would love to hear from you. Definitely, if you're interested in journaling prompts, you can head over to liberateandlather.com and just click on the journaling section. You can sign up. Journaling prompts come to your inbox once a month. And you definitely can find I'm going to have to do that. Yes. <laughs> Lisa. All right, you guys. Check in with her. See if she got her journaling prompts. <laughs> so on all handles, you can find us at Liberate and Lather. So have a great day and everything you need for links will be in the show notes and we'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you.